0: Welcome to this podcast of Sound Off ninety 967 theeaglecom for March 26, 2021 with your host Nate Laux. Nate's guest today is Jeff Batchelor, the City of La Porte code enforcer. Now here's your host Pastor Nate Laux.
1: Hello friends, today is Friday, March 26, and this is Sound Off on 967 the Eagle. My name is Nate Laux and it's an honor to be your host today. I'm glad you're with us for the next 45 minutes to have a civil but important conversation on matters related to your life and community. On the show with me today is Jeff Batchelor, the head of the City of Laporte Code Enforcement Department. He started out as the code enforcer in January of 2020 and has, an e- and has had an eventful year, to say the least. We'll talk about that and more. Welcome to the show, Jeff. How are you?
0: Oh, thanks, Nate. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to come on and talk about code enforcement and some of the stuff that's going on in the city. Now, let me get this out of the way uh, real quick. M- mayor Dermody
1: was originally scheduled to be on this show today, as it's the last Friday of the month, and that's a typically our, our schedule. And I try to stick to that rhythm to have him on, so that people can call in and complain to the mayor if they want. But he canceled. Is he afraid of me?
0: No, I don't think he's afraid. I think they just wanted to change. They wanted somebody to come on here and maybe pick up the program a little bit. I guess,
1: is <laughs> somebody a little more interesting? That's yeah, right. Yeah. Okay.
0: So you're no stranger
1: to governmental work. Uh, before working for the city of Laporte, much of your work experience was in community corrections in Lake County and the Indiana State Prison. What precipitated the change of career for you?
0: Um, just an opportunity to take and reach back and come back to the city of Laporte. Um, one of my things that I took and did is working in corrections and work release center. You get tired of that environment because it's so negative all the time. And, you know. The good part about when I worked at the work release is that people were coming back out. They were going to get a chance to come back out into society. So, you know, you could feel like you were making changes with people and and helping them, direct them and make them better in their life. At Indiana State Prison, you know, most of the people there had, you know, more than 60 years. Mm -hmm. And there was people that got out. I'm not saying that. But, you know, they were long-term offenders that was there. So it it's It's nice to come back out here it's still communicating with people, and you know that's that's what I like to do is communicate with people
1: now, one of the campaign promises that Mayor Tom Dermody made when running for office was that he wanted cleaner streets and work to be done on dilapidating properties. Where you come in then is you know enforcing a lot of this agenda that he had much of that falls on you. What is the state of Laporte in regard to code
0: enforcement and compliance? Right now, yeah, I think one of the things when when I started, I didn't realize the condition that the Laporte was in. So we come in um, last year just alone, we had forty five hundred violations. And let me just go into the condition of that forty five hundred violation. Doesn't mean that we did forty five hundred. We charged mm-hmm. everybody, fined them, and all that stuff. We worked with people to try to solve their problems and. It's, it's still a work in progress. You know, we still have a lot of work to do. Um, I think we made progress. I'm not gonna take and say that we're all the way ahead of the game, because we're not. Each day is a learning experience, going out here and dealing with the public and getting stuff cleaned up, but it's one day at a time. So tell me then, um, LaPorte has significant amount
1: of rental properties in the city proper. What percentage of code enforcement that you're working on is in these rental properties?
0: I don't even, I, I can't put a percentage on it. I would say it's more than 50%. Okay. But it's it's like when we go driving through, um, I talked to uh, Phil Griskowski and Dan Drake. They're both my persons that work for me, and they do an outstanding job. We don't know if it's a rental property. We don't know if it's a person that owns the property when we drive by. We don't have no, you know, it could be Nate Laux's property. You know, it's it, it's, it doesn't matter whose property it is. And we just address the issues that we see. So, and we also get phone calls from people. I think one of the big things that's happened is we've trying to be proactive instead of people calling in and just saying, hey, the place at such and such location needs to be addressed. We still get those phone calls. But with us being proactive, we're out there in the public, driving around, seeing stuff, and we're addressing stuff before people call. What is the
1: predominant thing that you're you're ticketing or that you're seeing anyway to address? Is it just kind of trash in yards, or is it you know uh, lawns unkept? These kind of things. What 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 is it that you are are seeing, or maybe what is it that you saw initially, and what are you trying to work on
0: now, kind of? I think it depends on the time. You know, the big timing right now, um, because of the timing is the spring everybody wants to clean up so they're sticking all their stuff couches garbage out by the street you know and that that just leads me into the next thing that one of the things that we were lucky enough to get last year was a, a grant from the urban enterprise association of fifty thousand uh, dollars and it really really helped out clean up Laporte. I was lucky enough to get that grant again and I want to thank Mike Real. And uh, Bert Cook for getting that grant again. So we got the dumpsters out. They actually just went out yesterday. Uh, there's one across the street from the water department uh, on Lake Street. And there's one that I was at the transport. But we are going to move it to M Street right next to the street department. So we have two of them out um, so the people can take and go and put that in there. And it's, that's that's. Free of charge, if you live in the city, to be able to take and do that. I, I want to say, too, because I know this has been... We, we've allowed you guys to, to
1: last year, I know, uh, have it in front of our green space and things like that, because I'm, I'm a big fan of this program. I think a lot of people get stuff they don't know what to do with it, and after a while, if they don't know what to do with it, they find places to put it that typically aren't the best places to put it, including our own dumpsters at our, our locations. But um, I, I think it's important, though, to say that if... If the dumpsters fill, which they have already, um, and you stop out there and you want to put something out there, they do get emptied regularly, correct? So don't just throw things out there. They will get emptied very shortly if they are filled, right? Yeah,
0: what, what happens is if it gets full filled in the morning, like because right now it was just dumped, so if it gets filled and I have time to call them and they can come back out and get it changed the same day, they will. If not, the first thing in the morning I call them and they come and pick it up and take it back we just might ask for some patience because it does get filled Um, don't stack it up six feet above the thing because then we just have to take it off and because they can't go down the road like that and if there's paints or if there's liquids if there's tires they will not take them so please just work with us on that um, if you have a problem that you don't have a truck and you have some other things that, you know, you're limited on being able to get it there, call my office, 362-0149, and I'll try to work out something so that I can come by and pick up um, different debris and that kind of stuff, because I do have a crew that goes around and picks up in the city to help everybody. So, I mean, we're here to help people, and that, that's what the, the big message is, but with that help, I also ask that people take responsibility, and if you drive there and it's full, come back again just just bring it back because you know we had a couple problems last year where we had them on the 1500 block of jefferson street and we ended up having to unload and because there was so much garbage that they put in there it was taken to the to the dump and dumped and brought back and i could fill it up again within an hour that's Mm -hmm. how much stuff was left over so be patient work with us because it's a great great opportunity for everybody to clean up the city of laporte so, how long is this program going to go for? As of right now, I've got fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> so as long so, as that, so long as long as I have the money, unless uh, I, I reach out to other other people in the city, if if people want to take and donate, um, it would be a great opportunity because you know we work on it. I mean, this is something that's great for the city, and I, people appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, one of the more controversial stories at the end of last year was the closing of two of the rental properties where kind of dozens of Laporte residents, young and old, lived. And I know you were integral, integrally involved in helping relocate people and, and things like that. Um, the property across from the YMCA was one of it. I think many people under know that property. It's one of the larger apartment complexes in this in the city proper, rather downtown. But what, what kind of caused the,
0: or what forced the decision to condemn these properties and what's the status of them now? What, what happened last year, when, you know like you said earlier, uh, Mayor Dermody, when he took office, had a goal. What he wanted to take and do and, and bring um, proper living conditions, dilapidated, dilapidated housing um, to make it better for the, the renters in the city and that so we went through and we looked at the property and we did this the first day that I took when, when I started um, uh, me the fireman um, the mayor walked through that building and gave them things that that needed to be fixed and we came back a month later and they did fix them some of them um, then when we come back again in June it, it was in worse shape than it was before so that the, the thing was given to them that they had six months to Bring all the stuff into compliance and show us that they would do that. And they didn't do that. The, the one thing, if I could do anything over again in that stuff, um, is we just took six months and decided, hey, from June, we're going to do six months. Didn't even pay attention that it was going to be December 24th. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, yeah, and yeah. It, that, that, that's a whole... You're, you're typically not thinking of that in June, right? You well, and, and it really just shows that. I, we had no intention to condemn that building mm-hmm. because who on their right mind said it's December 24th that they should sure. to make a good condemnation to actually go into effect so but so it's condemned it's all empty there is a receipt it's in receivership right now um, they are going through there the place is completely empty now
1: so the previous owner no longer owns it correct no okay no it,
0: it's been to the courts they've taken and it's in the receivership so they taken have cleaned the place up it's been now. They're getting quotes to present to the bank to see what the bank wants to do with it. Whether they want to take and um, sell it, if they want to take and rehab the whole building, or you know, if they if it needs to come down, that, okay. that's totally up to the bank. Is
1: there any? I mean, does the bank have any timeline? Do they want to have this done this year at some point, or is it just kind of it's in their hands and when it happens, it happens?
0: No, we're we're in constant con- conversation with the receiver, and he has made um he's trying to get the quotes right now i would say within the month he'll have quotes to the the bank and the bank will then come back and they'll, they'll make their decision on what they want to do how bad was this property it was bad i mean really um when you talk about conditions of how bad the the bed bugs were roaches and the living conditions and um wood missing off of the shelves in the place and i mean it was just it's a condition of the house that people wouldn't you wouldn't want your family to live in you know and i think the big thing is if i'm not going to live in there i don't want somebody a citizen in the port to have to live in that condition
1: i think some of the concern at that time from what i remember though anyway was that It was one of the, in the nonprofit world, what we would say is that was one of the last stops before homelessness, right? It it was a cheap place to live. It wasn't a nice place. It it certainly needed condemned, but it, it certainly... Allowed a roof to be over the head for some people. Um, and getting rid of those places took away the option for some of the nonprofits and some of the people here to find housing for our low income residents. So, what is the status of trying to find more low income housing for people so that, again, you know, we don't. Code compliance away all of the low-income residents here in LaPorte County.
0: Yeah, that's definitely not our plan. Okay, we want to work with people. I am constantly in contact with Lisa Percikowski from Center Township Trustee, um, and we're also in contact with other non-for-profits to see what they want to do. Uh, if I see places that I think could be used for them and are available, you know, like if there's a place that I'm going to condemn, you know, and I'll be in contact with them and say, hey, is this something that you might be interested in that you could take in rehab and so that we could take in all work? Because the goal isn't to take and condemn everything and just take and move on and say, look, I want everybody. I want there needs to be housing for every single person in this city, not just the people that are wealthy, not just the people that are, you know, moderate income, even for low income people. Everybody needs housing. I don't want to put nobody on the street. That's the last thing. But conversely,
1: as you said b- before, but low-income residents deserve to live in places that don't have bedbugs, right? Correct. And, you know, so there there is that balance between yes, um, we ought to provide low-income residents housing and have that available, but there is a standard, right? And it's not fair to low-income residents to not have people, the government at least, saying that's not acceptable for low low-income
0: residents to it, live. In, right? Exactly. I mean, the thing with it is, like, when I go in there, um, and I'll give you an example. There was a house. On one of the streets, there was two right beside each other, was so infested with bedbugs and roaches, and we condemned it. And it, both houses were, and then the house right next door to it, same owner, did they own both places? There was no running water for a year and a half, and there was a family of probably seven people that was living in there, and that's just totally unacceptable, yeah. you know. And the kids were going to school, and you know, it's it's just a sad situation when. They're, they have to go there. Then they have to go to school. You know, and, and you know, kids, kids could be real cruel. You know, and it's it's not the kid's fault. It's not mm-hmm. the parent's fault. But they they deserve appropriate living conditions.
1: And if I hear you right, the goal wasn't ever and isn't ever to... Uh, remove the residents from these homes. The ho- goal, hopefully, is for the land uh, owner or whatever the the person that owns the property t- to fix the property and get it up to
0: code, right? Exactly. It's it's people to take responsibility for their properties. If you're an owner, you need to hold your account, you know, hold yourself accountable. And with that being said, that also means going back and checking your properties, mm. giving people notice and saying, "Look, I need to come in and check to make sure it's that everything's good." If you're if you're a landlord and you're not going into your properties. You know, it's two years or three years since you've been there. How can you say what the living conditions are? And then, you know, I talked to one landlord. He's like, yeah, I haven't been in there for three years, but I put in new carpet. You put in new carpet when? Well, before three years ago. Well, I'm guessing that's not going to be good. (laughs) You know, so I mean, hold yourself accountable. Let's, let's everybody take and lift up our standards and hold people accountable because if it's your property, we want people to do that. We want people to take and take care of their stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, friends, I've got Jeff Batchelor, the code enforcer for the city of LaPorte on the show. And we can chat all day, but it's time to take our first break on this show. And we're going to open up the phone lines and the text lines after this break. Somebody has to pay for the lights around here, and it's not me. So spend so much earned time with our amazing SoundOff sponsors. We'll be right back here in just a few minutes on 96.7 The Eagle. And we're back on Sound Off here on 9670 Eagle. I'm your host Nate Lauks and I'm talking with the City of La Porte code enforcer Jeff Batchelor. If you have questions or a comment from Mr. Bachelor, you can make your voice heard by calling or texting us at 219 362 or emailing me here at the studio at soundoff at 9670Eagle.com. And we're going to get to our phone line in just a second, but one of the more common criticisms that I see when I peruse social media is that the city is asking residents to live to rules that the city themselves aren't abiding by. And as evidence of this, people will point to the former Don George Ford location on Pine Lake Avenue near McDonald's. The city now owns this property, yet the roof is caving in, and it has multiple code violations.
0: Mr. Baxter, what, what, what do you say to that? I can't, dis- I can't disagree with that. I agree 100%. Um, we've seen it when I come into work. I see the hole <laughs> in it. Now it's starting to fold up. So that's something that we need to do a better job at. I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, I totally understand that. So, yes, I just actually talking to Nick Minnick about that the other day. All right. Let's get to a couple callers here.
1: Hello, you're on Sound Off. How are you? Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Hey, welcome. What's your question, buddy?
2: I have two. the property on State Road 2 East the wayport equipment rental business that's been out of business for two years. I was wondering what's going on with it. And the other one was 2nd and J Street, a house on the corner with two cars parked next to the house in the yard, not in the driveway. The one moved here recently. The one sits there with a the cover on it and, and moved years. Yeah, that's my two questions.
1: All right, thanks for calling. All right, we'll take those one at a time. The equipment property place over there on the east
0: side, I think he's talking about. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. We met with them last year. They actually have made progress on it and all the stuff that was in the yard, um, inside the fence. They did remove pretty much the one side of it and was working on the other side. So that's, that's something that we're continuously working on. Been in contact with them. So that's, that, that's that there. Um, second and J Street. That's another one that we've had problems with, that I've had con- communication with about. There's also some stuff with the, the back of it, too. With um, We had them put down stone for the cars that's in the back. So, yes, we are addressing those issues. We, we're working with the people. Um, so And there is some progress. You know, the, the one with the car that you're talking about, um, we will take a I'll look closer at that one. But we have been working with that house. All right, let's get to another caller. Judges. Hello, you're on Sound Off.
1: Welcome to the show. How are you?
2: Good. How you doing?
1: Good. What's your question?
2: Uh, I'm glad to hear what this. Uh, I'm glad to hear what uh, he's doing uh, with uh, trying to get things cleaned up, etc. <clears throat> I can't help but mention that local, state, and federal law needs to come down against these tenants. Now, I hear him talk about landlords and tenants both, but uh, a lot of these things that are happening. Uh, landlords can hardly enforce anything against somebody's deadbeat worthless tenants, okay? Um, you get in the courtroom with um, The judge, some manby, pamby judge, uh, starts crying. He gives them whatever they want. He, The landlord never gets uh, all the money that he's owed to him. The apartments are damaged over and over again. Uh, judges won't back them up. The only people who get backed up in court if you're a uh, landlord is uh, the big boys that can afford to keep uh, lawyers on their uh, on their payroll?
1: All right. Do you have a question so, here? Uh,
2: pardon me. Yeah.
1: What's your question, buddy?
2: Okay. So my question is, uh, are they doing anything to try to pull the courts or the uh, legal system into this to come down on these tenants so the landlords can okay. keep
1: their properties up? All right. All right. What do you say, Mister answer
0: That that would be something that would be pretty much when you guys go to court i pretty much really don't have nothing to do with that part of it one of the things that i agree with you a hundred percent with tenants are just as just a hell should be held just as accountable as the landlords are because i know that there's times where people have been placed in houses and the tenants are taken and destroying the houses especially now with you know how the the pandemic's been going on and that stuff they have been having problems and that stuff the one thing that I will say is that I don't want it to come across that all landlords are slum lords and that kind of stuff. I have not said that. I will not say that. And But there are people that don't take care of their properties, just like there's property owners that don't take care of their properties. It's a two-way street. So, yes, tenants need to take responsibility for their properties and that stuff, too. All right. Let's get to another caller. Hello. You're on SoundOff. Welcome to the show.
1: What's your question? Uh Good afternoon. Uh, thank you, Mr. Batchelor, for coming on this afternoon to
2: answer our questions. Uh, one quick comment, though, first for my question. The pump house the city owns on 150 North is something else that should be looked into about the shambles that it's in. But uh, my question today, I understand the commitment to clean the city of the port. I, I have no problem with that at all. But when you go out to address these issues, have you taken into consideration that the people are between a rock and a hard place. Do I maintain my property to live up to the standards set by the city of La Port, or do I pay my property tax so the county doesn't take my property through a tax sale? It's, it's an expensive item either way in this county to maintain properties and to pay the taxes. Thank
0: you. All right. Yep. Thanks for the phone call, Steve. Um, one of the things that that what we do is when we talk to the people about the stuff going on we take everything into account you know one of the things that that's happened because i send letters out to people in november through february about peeling paint on their house or no protective cover on their house do i expect them to go out and paint their house in january or february no but it's something that they can be that they can try to take and come up and say look in june july that they can save up to be able to take and do that. So it, it it's hopefully preparing them, and then a conversation happens, and then they can say, hey, here's what's happening in my life. You know, it's not just one thing. It, there's a lot of different things because we want to work with people. But, you know, it's a two-way street. You know, don't just come up with, with excuses. You know, we, we'll work with people if it's a legitimate concern.
1: If I remember correctly, the owner of the apartment complex there on, on Maple, right across uh, from the YMCA, talking to some of the tenants there, uh, the owner essentially told them the city's not going to do anything, and um, you know, and so for months and months and months, they were told that the city's not going to do anything, not going to do anything, and so again, I, I, I feel in, in to I guess benefit the city on here. Is that you did try to work with them, right? But when the landowner is not working with you, it's it's really hard for the tenants. Then
0: and really, the big thing is, like I said before, we're not trying to just go in there and take and condemn places and just I don't and just be you know, hey, I'm 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 bigger and tougher than you are. I'm going to do this. It's not that way at all. We want results, and that's what they need to do is actually step up and fix the stuff. When people ain't going to take and do that, we don't have no choice but to take and go to the next step. Since
1: uh, Dermody canceled on me today and he's somewhere else, how much can I pay you to condemn his house? <laughs> Let's get to another call. Hello, welcome to the show. What's your question?
2: Oh, uh, yes. Good afternoon uh, to both of you. I want to thank uh, Jeff and the mayor for doing such a good job, uh, taking care of business. They've been up on it, doing real good, but uh, I had talked to Jeff uh a few months back, about a, a residence over on Virginia Ave. I was wondering if there's any update on, by getting that done.
1: All right, garage
2: uh, just so. collapsed, and uh, house hasn't been lived in for 35 years that I
1: know of. All right, well, yeah. thanks. Thanks for calling. I'll uh, I'll ask him about that. All right, what about that Virginia Ave. property?
0: Yep, I've met I've met with him. I've talked to him numerous times. Um, we're in the process, or I'm working with him on trying to sell the place, actually, um, for somebody to actually go in there and fix it up and get the garage demolished, because that's what needs to happen with the garage, because it's it's just no good.
1: All right, a couple texts before we uh, go to break here and get back to your calls. Here's a text we receive. I just want to tell you, thank you. You're doing one heck of a great job. I thought... For when I, I'm not going to lie to you. When I read this first, I thought they were talking to me. <laughs> and then it said we needed somebody like you here for a long time. Still thought they were talking yeah. to me. <laughs> and then it said, so Mr. Mayor made a nice pick. Thanks again. Keep up the good work. I think they're talking about yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, with the house in the 800 block of Division Street, what is the status? Is it being renovated, tore down? What is next?
0: What, what was it? That 800 doing? block of Division. 800 of, Oh, that's in the process. It's condemned? um so there's there's some little things legal issues with that Annette um I'm having trouble getting hold of the owner both owners if you want to say that Annette um because they haven't did nothing with it so that's something that we are looking at is going to the next step, which would be doing something toward a, demol- a demolition or something. But remember, the last thing we want to do is a demolition. If we, if there was somebody that can come and present a good plan and is willing to take and buy buy a place and work out something through the owners of it, then that's, that's a good cause, too. All
1: right. Here's a question here. Does the Nori's ordinance also include running idle semi-trucks? Yes, it does. Oh, it does. Okay. Wonderful. That's an easy answer here. Uh, one more, uh, with the house in the 800 block of division street that was condemned. What is the status? Oh, sorry. That was already asked. All right. They send it again. All right. Um, we're going to take a really quick break here. If you have a question or a comment for Mr. Jeff Batchelor, the city of LaPorte code enforcer, you're welcome to call into the show or text me at 219 362 or email me at soundoff at 967theagle.com. I've got a couple calls on, on weight. And we'll get to those right after this commercial break right here on 96.7 The Eagle. Welcome back to Sound Off on 96.7 The Eagle. I'm your host, Nate Laux, and I'm talking with the city of La Port code enforcer, Jeff Batchelor. Does anybody just call you the enforcer? <laughs> no. Wasn't that like a show with Michael Chiklis or something yep. like that? Yep. Yeah. You, you kind of have the Michael Chiklis yep. look, too. shake my head. You yep. know what? I'm going to call you the enforcer now, <laughs> all right? So... Uh, recently, the city of La Porte moved to create a new sign ordinance that would include new rules regarding signage. And one of the things this amendment will do is ban the building of any new billboards and limit temporary signage that people can have on their property. While much of this is coming from the city planner, I know he's uh, designing a lot of this, your office will be tasked with probably enforcement of this Uh what precipitated this decision is it is is there a been a problem with billboards is there a problem with signage going on that
0: this is trying to to solve what what it is is um tom casey came in and he's seen all the different signs and all the different stuff going on so we want to be uniform we want to try to bring it so that everything is back so that we don't have one this way and one Mm -hmm. that way so it's more uniform throughout the whole city and we have more control Mm -hmm. that that's really what it boils down to
1: do call us, 219-362-0522, or email me at soundoff at 967 We'd love to ask you. Here's a question that came in through our text line. Does the
0: city have any plans for these empty lots being created by demolished buildings? Um, it depends, because some of the ones, like if you look over on Tipton and Grove Street, right there in that corner where they just took down the two buildings, that still belongs to the person. There, it, it doesn't belong to the city, so it depends on where we're at in the process. If it's the cities, if it's not the cities, if it is the cities, then you know that that would be something where Tom would take and come up and Tom Casey in the planning office. All right, let's get to another caller. Hello, you're on Sound Off.
1: What's your question? Hey, good afternoon, hey, uh, uh, Mr. Bachelor.
2: Could you uh, you said you got two of them downstairs and you got one by the. Uh, uh, garage and the other one by the street department they look pretty close together could you maybe get one towards more towards the east side there so that they could uh uh, on the east side of the town that they would be able to uh put stuff in it instead of going right there real close to each other and maybe you could tell what goes in there and like all the other chemicals and stuff like that and how they can get rid of that stuff you know let them know that maybe thanks
0: a lot man thanks for calling yeah, that that's something we can look at where we want to put it at. I, w- I wanted to take and do it because what what's happening is we got cameras on those areas so we can watch who's dumping so that it's it, this is a this is a benefit for the city for the residents of the city of Laporte. Nothing against the people in the con- in the county or anything like that, but this is a benefit for the city of Laporte. And you know if I can find something where we where we could put put down on the other on the east side of town then i'll look and, I, and i'll see and because we're going to have this program for a few months and that stuff so i'll look and see if there's something down there that that can be suitable for that there um the one thing with them going in there r- remember no no liquids of any kind no paints no hazardous materials like That Um, Tires, we don't want no tires. But if you've got flat screen TVs, if you've got furniture, if you've got garbage that you just want to throw away, you can throw all that stuff in there. And a lot of that stuff that you can't throw
1: in there, or even the the digital stuff, uh, electronic stuff, you can take over to um, the Solid Waste District, and they would be happy to take a lot of that stuff as well. Um, Here's a question we received through the text line. Can you make the semi-trailers parked in the alley in the city limits move to another location,
0: I'm thinking specifically behind shooter, the 200 block of Washington Street that's been something that, that's kind of my goal since I've been here I've, I've talked to the owner of that um, I actually talked to Sh- shooters bar the owner of that one at the time and I also talked to, talked to NIPSCO because NIPSCO owns that property so that is something that we're working on to try to get those moved out of there all right another call
1: hello welcome to the show
0: what's your question
1: is there a certain amount of space
2: to put uh, uh, an outbuilding next to a fence? Do you? I mean, for instance, I can't get between the fence and the outbuilding to maintain the fence.
0: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. If you if you want to give me a call in the office, it's three six two zero one four nine. That way, I can make sure that I'm telling you the right thing. I don't want to tell you something wrong. So that way, I can look it up just to make sure that we're all on the same page. Yeah, a lot of that, if I'm right, uh, Jeff, is
1: uh, uh, building uh, codes and things like that, right? Yeah. And so, um, and some of those, I know in our dealings here in Laporte, as we've, uh, you know, acquired some properties and, and built our gardens and stuff like that, you, you ask, well, how did this happen? Well, somebody got a variance from somebody they knew. And, yeah. you know, all of a sudden, you've got this property that's a little close to the,
0: the you know. Yeah, the, I've, re- I've run into that quite a few times where there's, People that went up in front of the variants, and they've got variances, and I'm like, that that can't be, but it ends up being that way. But that way we can I, we can look it up and I can find you the exact answer. So Jeff, what's the what's the big next challenge for code enforcement here in Laporte? What are you guys working on right now? One one of the things that I'm working on, and because we had to, we had our department head meeting that that we went virtual with, um, I had three goals. One was to start the dumpster program again, and two was to work on the vacant and uh, abandoned properties throughout the city Um, because a lot of them are just getting falling apart bad eyesore for the city and then also for people that are going in there and breaking into them and use some squatting in there and that stuff and you know you got drug activity and different things going on where they're it's just a drug house and we don't need those in our neighborhoods and if anybody sees stuff like that going on please call i mean we have a street crimes unit that the chief got started um we want to get those people and move them on and that stuff it it's they just don't need to be in our neighborhood and then the the last would be And I think this is going to be something that's going to be starting real soon. Um, The weather's getting nicer. We're going to pick neighborhoods. And we're going to come and we're going to walk the whole neighborhood because I think one of the things is the communication with, with the citizens of La Porte. And I want to sit down and I want to go through there and we'll pick the whole neighborhood and we'll walk through it. Me, Dan, and Phil. And when we're walking through, if your house is nice, we're going to go up and say, hey, you know, we really appreciate you taking and taking the time and making it nice and that. If your house has got some problems, we're going to address those issues then too. And so that we can kind of work together and that stuff. It, it shouldn't take when we have um, the summer or the spring cleanup or the fall cleanup to come and get all your stuff clean, you know, and and communication. It should be a year-round thing, and that's that's what we're gonna work on. That's that's one of my goals. You had said uh, before, and I think I've learned a lot
1: about this through the process of just acquiring some, like I said, properties for our gardens, these kind of things. What is the process of condemnation? And then, you know, does the owner still own the house if it's been demolished or the property? you know for the city if they decide that a property is going to get condemned what is that process
0: it's not an overnight process correct no we usually we'll sit down and talk Okay, we'll see the problems with the house. Let's say there's no running water. It hasn't been no running water for a couple of years. There's um, bed bugs. There's roaches. There's infestations. There's uh, the foundation is crumbling. The roof is coming off. There's numerous things that go into it. So we'll talk to them, and usually we we'll give them a time frame to be able to take and fix the stuff. Hey, here's what here's what you guys need to do, and here's here's what it is. And then if, if not then i'll put a condemnation on it and usually it'd be look i'm going to give you two weeks or like you know if it's a bigger unit six months sometimes it's a month and then you know it gets condemned at, the, at that point they still have a chance that they can fix it you know Usually it gets everybody out of the house, so they have more chances to be able to go in there and do it without everybody being on top of them. They get in there, they, they do what they need to do, then they call us back, we come back and look at it. The building inspector goes through if that's what the problems are. If it's good, then it's open back up. You know, that's, that's ultimately what we want, is them to take and just fix the problems and everybody wins. You know, there was one on A Street. They had electrical issues throughout the whole, pro- the whole house. It was condemned. After I think it took about three weeks or a month, and they fixed all the stuff, and it was it was brought back up, and there's there's a family living in there now. So I mean, they it does work. Mm -hmm. Is where people take a step up and take responsibility for their properties. Well, I want to thank you uh,
1: for being on the show today, and I want to thank everyone for listening. I'll give you the final word, uh, Mr. Bachelor. What would you like
0: people to know today? Um, I guess the biggest thing is, look, don't be afraid to call. You know, communicate. Um one of the big things is that I've re- we've reached out we are trying to get people don't be afraid to call if you see problems in your properties Um communication communic- communication communication and that goes between me to you as well as you to me uh... I'm going to be there. I try to return all the phone calls so that I can be out there for you guys. Um, if you have questions, please reach out, 362-0149, or if you need to call at a different time, my cell phone number is 219-775-3610.
1: Well, I want to thank you for being on the show, and I'm, I'm, I won't say this definitively, but maybe even better than Mayor Tom Dermody on the show so thank you so much for being here uh, I hope you come back sometime uh, thank you to Jeff Batchelor, it was a joy to have you on t- today's show, thank you for listening thank you for calling, thank you for texting um, and and again, if you missed this episode or if you know somebody that wants to hear this uh, we do post these for our podcast on hometownnewsnow.com uh, so you can listen to this afterwards or if you wanted to listen to something else that maybe Jeff said that you didn't quite get you're welcome to listen to that I'm grateful that we have the best listeners in all of radio land. Sound Off is a community conversation program that airs twice each week here on 96.7 The Eagle. We're produced by Dennis Siddell, edited by Jeff Woogie Wilgazer, and I'm your host, Nate Laux. We'll be back here on Monday to talk about other issues that are important to our listeners. But until then, have a great day, enjoy the weekend, and keep listening to 96.7 The Eagle. Thank you for joining us and voicing your opinion on this edition of Sound Off. The views on Sound Off are those of the host or callers and do not represent the opinion of 967 The Eagle, Spoon River Media LLC, or the sponsors. Sound Off airs every Monday and Friday at 12:30. Please mark your calendar and join us again for the next edition of Sound Off on 967 The Eagle.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sound Off podcast at 967theeagle.com.